Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. The targeted ads that I get from our capitalist tech overlords usually involve, you know, those boots I looked up the other day, local concerts I might be interested in, food and booze. My wife, on the other hand, just gets baby stuff, baby stuff, and more baby stuff. Are you thinking about having a baby? Here's what you'll need when you have a baby. Do you want to buy this product about baby, baby, baby? Is it because we looked up, do you have to bring a gift to a baptism the other day? Or is the cult of motherhood really that strong? That's the jumping off question of the new horror book, Just Like Mother, by Anne Heltzel. And she tells NPR's Aisha Roscoe about the frightening way society sets women up to be mothers, without even asking if that's something they want to be in the first place. This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Now more than ever, your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services, all tailored to your short- and long-term goals. Backed by the strength and stability of a top-10 commercial bank, their dedicated experts work with you to build lasting success. Explore the possibilities at CapitalOne.com slash commercial, a member FDIC. The pressure to have kids can be intense, especially for women. But what happens if motherhood literally becomes a cult? That's the premise behind a frightening new book, Just Like Mother by author Anne Heltzel. In the book, cousins Maeve and Andrea escape from the mother collective as children. When they meet again, their lives intertwine in ways that quickly become, well, gory. Anne Heltzel joins us now. Welcome. Hi, Aisha. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell me a bit about the relationship between Maeve and Andrea? Maeve, I wanted to depict as sort of having a very tenuous grasp of her own personal identity and a lot of loneliness. You know, when we meet her, she's fairly isolated at the start of the novel. She doesn't have really any close friends and no real family to speak of. And Andrea has become to her this romanticized epitome of everything she really wants, like the closeness and intimacy that she had with this one person as a child growing up in the cult of motherhood together. So I did read that the idea of this book came up from a time in your life where you were learning to be single and happy. There is a character in the book at one point that says, quote, let's face it, there's nothing sadder than a woman in her late 30s or early 40s who's all alone. God, (laughs) end quote. Were people saying things to you like that in real life? Like, is this book a response to that sort of mindset, which is very real and not only found in horror novels? I mean, I definitely got lots of comments from very well-meaning people just saying, well, you know, maybe you don't want a life partner. Like, trying to excuse away why I wouldn't have one at that point. It really was... It was jarring. And there is is often this conflation of like womanhood with motherhood that can make it difficult for women who don't comply with that image. Is that part of what you wanted to do was like to give voice to those women who don't want to be mothers, who want to chart a different path for themselves? Absolutely. I mean, what I wanted, what I really hoped to do was convey several different perspectives ambivalence, regret, you know, and and to really highlight that need for questioning. I think I personally 
am not at all anti-motherhood. But for me, the frightening aspect of the way that society sort of sets us up to be mothers is that we're not necessarily asking why we want this thing when we do or, or why we want it at all or to what end or why this thing is, is so valued in, in our culture. Tell us a bit about that cult. Like, because there is a literal cult in the book. Um, this is where Maeve and Andrea grew up. It's called the Mother Collective. Like, mm-hmm. how did you come up with the I idea for that? That's a great question because I I didn't this actually didn't didn't start out as a cult book at all. It just sort of clicked. It was like a later draft and I started just thinking about Maeve more deeply as a character, who she was, why she felt the way she did. Having the cult as a backdrop lent itself to a lot of really frightening scenes and mm-hmm. originally it started out with just with Maeve having sort of a um really messed up past. But then as I kept writing it I don't know. It just clicked that it wouldn't necessarily be Maeve's experience with the traditional family unit as we know it. It could be Maeve's experience with the very people, i.e. all of us women, who are holding up this system. One day, I, you know, I wrote a scene and, and there were many mothers in it. And I thought, yep, that works. It's a cult of motherhood. You know, we are living in a world right now, like, you know, reading this book, obviously, this is a moment where the U.S. is focused on the possibility that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. There is a lot of discussion about the autonomy a woman should have over their body. How did that influence this book? It did quite a bit. You know, what's funny is that when when I first sold this book, it was more than two years ago. And I remember talking with my agent and saying, do you think this will still be relevant in two years? I mean, how naive is that question? Like, I I am dismayed and just really just sad and shocked that it is as timely as it is. It continues to be this timely. Um, I was raised Catholic. I did go to a Catholic university for college. And I have... Um, friends from those days. And we, you know, have had these, these conversations historically where we say we won't let these things get in between us and we'll respect one another. It becomes more difficult, I will say, as you get older and the issues hit closer to home. And I was thinking of all of that when I wrote Maeve and Andrea's friendship and I sort of examined the implications there. I want to talk about the the last few pages of the book. They do get very gory. Can you tell me about like writing those pages and and what that was like? Because it does take a a turn. It does. And I'm glad you (laughs) mentioned that because that's my favorite part of the book. Okay. Um, The book completely changes tonally at one point. And that was me giving myself the permission to just spread my wings in the horror genre and really have fun with it. And there's so much freedom in the horror genre, which is why it appeals to me. It's a terrific vehicle for processing emotion and anxieties, but it's also so much fun. And you can really get in there and do just about anything as long as you have rules established. You know, I I love it. And I think that's kind of the most important thing. I know, I know a lot of people may think, what the heck happened to this book here? But I don't know. It was, for me, the most fun part to write. So I think that's worth something. <laughs> And Heltzel, her new book, Just Like Mother, is out now. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.